I put the spacers back in my ear, the my gauges, after not having them in for like three days, and now they're pinching and it's it killing <laughs> like a mother. Tony, I need to vent to you for just a second. All right. I'm going to send you a photo, and this is, is a, this is just me or just over text. Okay. Okay, there you go. Now this is just a plain old Mrs. Fields cookie, just bought from the local mall. Just your typical everyday Mrs. Fields cookie. Now, I'm not saying Mrs. Fields is like crazy quality or anything like that. Like they're not bad, but you know they're they're mall cookie, right? Like decent mall quality. Yeah, treats. like Orange Orange Julius isn't the place that you'd go for smoothies, but when you're in a mall, it's the best, right? No, you clearly go to Jamba Juice, but yes, go on. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is just the cookie, right? And now I'm going to send you another photo. This is this is the complete photo. This is um. I went to the store. Let's 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 put some framework here. I went to the store and they had a, a box of Mrs. Fields cookies. And I'm trying to do a little bit of portion control myself. And sh- so I was like, hey, this is perfect. I can get like a single cookie in my lunch and I'll be happy. And it's supposed to come with eight individually packed cookies. And I'm like, perfect. So I bought this thinking, OK, it's probably, you know, not as good as, you know, in store, but relatively close. Now, take a okay. look at this. Wow. That's not relatively close at all. That is quite different. <laughs> no, this this is what I'm talking about. This is so for that is for those of you not listening, what I would expect. It is yeah, you everyone's seen a Mrs. Fields cookie, you know, it's got the, sure. the chocolate chips on the top. It's you know got that golden brown look to it. It's like really tasty looking, right? Not the best cookie, but like it's visually a great it looks looking cookie. Yeah, yeah exactly. it looks it looks like your your standard issue chocolate chip cookie, one that you'd think would be in like a, a run of the mill bakery, right? This cookie looks like it was like the the mistake uh, mistake for the Chips Ahoy chew, chewy cookies. Yeah, like yeah, the one no, that like totally got messed does. up, and they're like, oh shoot, let's pull this out and put this in here. So yeah, don't waste it. What can we re- what can we do with it? It's like I think Let's Mrs. Mark Fields it as, can rebrand yeah, it. With higher us. quality, I swear. And yeah. I'll tell you, after tasting them side by side, like normally I feel like when you're buying stuff that's like the same brand, like you get like a little bit of the taste to it. Like it's not obviously perfect, but like you get you get that like, okay, it's kinda it's reminiscent of that brand. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Not not even remotely close. I could me, I could hand these to you, these two cookies to you, blindfold you, and have you try them, and you would think, okay, one is from you know a run the mill bakery, the other one is from the the trash bin. This is the the off. This isn't even the <laughs> chips ahoy. This is the off brand chips ahoy. Oh man. Although this to is, be fair, Target chips ahoy off brands is pretty good. I get your point though. <laughs> um, no the. The what what you said in the beginning, where you set your expectation that you knew it wasn't going to be exactly the same, but you were hoping for, I I get it. I feel like for me, on a pragmatic sense, especially how much that I'm paying for it, that my expectation has to be even lower than yours. But I I get your vent, I get your rant. Let me me put it this one final way. Let me put this one final way. This this box was oversized, so it made it look like the cookies were already bigger than they were. And for the eight cookies, it was seven dollars. Okay. 
I, I expect more from my seven dollars. <laughs> you you were duped, my friend. Yeah. I don't know if you could want to go ahead and uh, return that to uh, your Kroger's or wherever you went, but uh, yeah, go do that. <laughs> yeah, expectation versus reality. Have you ever been waterboarded? No. <laughs> okay. Why? Uh, why? Why would I have ever gotten that? What? No. So, okay. All right. Have you? When I was at one of my locations on Friday, uh, they had one of those demo massage chairs. And okay. one of the employees saw that I was sitting in it. And he proceeded to pretend to drop water on my face, which uh, reminded me of a time <laughs> around middle school. Mind you, this was before the advent of the internet. This was before the uh, information of the dangers of waterboarding kind of went around. And sure. I was with some friends, and it, it reminded me of the time that I was with some friends, and on a dare, a sober dare, I was waterboarded. Now, I want to preface by saying this was... Uh, not something that anybody else should do. I shouldn't have done it. It was very stupid of me to do it. Definitely reminded me when uh, I was in that massage chair. Definitely reminded me of of uh, of how it felt. And uh, I don't know why I wanted to bring it up on the podcast, but I just thought it was. I just thought it was uh, a, a funny, funny in retrospect time where there's so much innocence in our mind and just just very inquisitive and we want to go out and explore the world and explore different things and different avenues and one of those avenues took me down waterboarding <laughs> that's terrifying your friends are not friends <laughs> no but they were <laughs> how because do you also know when like you're what how old did you say you were uh 12 Okay, I when think I was, was 12, I didn't know what waterboarding was. We saw it in a movie once. Oh, great. Essentially, we were watching the, the scene, and the character was getting waterboarded, and he's like, no, I'll talk, I'll talk. And I was like, why? Why would you talk? Like, it's just water. Like, what's the big deal? And my friends were like, I don't know. Well, how bad could it be? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, you take showers in water. You don't feel like you're drowning when you're taking a shower and you look up at the water. And like, yeah, that seems, it seems a little much. Let's try it. Let's just try it. I'll just put my head, I'll lean over the sink, you know, lean back over the sink or, or, or uh, was, yeah, it was the sink uh, in the bathroom. They, and um, it just, you know, get a bucket of water and slowly like pour it on my head with the, uh, uh, with with a washcloth on my face. I don't wish this on anybody. <laughs> I don't wish this on anyone that I Tony. that I know <laughs> and love. Goodness gracious! If you are listening, uh, please do not do this to anybody. This is terrifying. Because when you are expecting to be able to gulp for air, there is no air. You are expelling CO2. You're hoping for O2, but instead you get H2O. And I guess CO2, CO2 is coming back in you as well, too. 
uh, whatever the case is, it's just it's just really bad. Um, but it uh, it reminded me of a simpler time. <laughs> when I didn't it's not know a simpler any. time. It's a messed up time. I didn't know time. any better. <sighs> That's messed up, dude. No, but again, it wasn't my friends. Like, it wasn't necessarily th- their idea. It was all like, you know, when you're in a situation where you don't, you're with a group of friends, and you don't have to say the things that you want to do. You kind of skate around the idea, and then everyone else is also skating around the exact same idea, but you don't really want to say it because you don't want to come across as um, either pushy or you don't want to say the wrong thing. It was one of those things where I was like, I didn't want to come out and say, yeah, let's waterboard one of us. It was like, yeah, they can't be that bad. Like, how bad could it be? I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, so someone would have to try it to really see how bad it would. Like, I mean, we got nothing else to do today. But uh, do you want to try it? And I was like, I guess. Yeah, sure. To today, except scar one of our friends for life. I wasn't great. scarred, though. OK, so I'm not afraid of water. Right. OK, but I'm afraid of torture. <laughs> very reasonable thing to be afraid of <laughs> yeah 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 so when i when i hear news stories of like how waterboarding itself has been outlawed by the geneva convention or whatever the case is like yeah please outlaw that <laughs> like no one use it please I don't know how much you know about this, Quentin, but uh, a couple of weeks back, there was a news story that went out uh, stating how Sony and Microsoft are partnering together to be the leaders in cloud gaming. And Sony is going to use Microsoft's Azure cloud to support their own Sony branded, you know, PlayStation cloud gaming system, or if they continue to call it PlayStation now, I don't know what it is, but, um, but yeah, I just want to, you know, get your take on it. Hopefully their servers will be better. Something I hear from a lot of their users is the fact that their online isn't exactly, uh, built well. Well, I mean, time and time again from lots of people. So hopefully that improves, right? Sony doesn't really have a cloud to stand on. That sounds weird, but they don't they're not in the cloud business. So a lot of their when they when when you're you like when they bought Gaikai, uh, which was the stream service back in 2012 to combat on live, they were using Azure. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, not Azure, sorry, AWS, Amazon Web Services. Okay. And so, I, if I'm not mistaken, they, they are continuing to use Amazon Web Services. And now Amazon is looking to build their own cloud gaming service as well, too. Um, but for whatever reason, the continued partnership between Amazon and Sony is going to be dissolved. So, Sony turned to Microsoft. It's just interesting that Sony is turning to one of their biggest competitors in the gaming business to say, hey... Uh, I know that on on the face of this, it's going to look weird, but we want your cloud and we're willing to pay for it. And I think that's awesome. It's nothing that hasn't been heard of. I mean, uh, Apple and Samsung are a great example as well, right? Because Apple, you know,'s uh, main competitor is Samsung, but also Samsung manufactures the screens. Sony manufactures the cameras. Like it, it's different sides of the business. 
you can be rivals on one end and uh, partners on another. I forget how much you know about this stuff, too, because I was talking with uh, another friend of mine who isn't very much in the know and just looks at the companies at face value and name value. And (laughs) he was essentially alluding to the fact that because Sony has to grovel (laughs) to Microsoft to to use Azure, (laughs) that eventually Microsoft, the Xbox is going to gobble up PlayStation. I'm like, first off, no. (laughs) Second off, still no. 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 No, but you're right. It is it is very interesting. I mean, for the longest time, and I don't know if it if it still follows suit, but you know there was that whole thing between uh, Google or specifically Android and Microsoft because um, Android uses some code that is um, that is patented by Microsoft, and there was, there was that whole thing. But then you know you you look at Microsoft now; they've pretty much enveloped or at least uh, embraced multi platforms and even are using other platforms for their services. The the future of edge isn't edge. It's, it's Chrome, right. it's a Chromium browser, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean that Google is going to gobble up Microsoft. It's just the partnership. You know, each side is going to benefit some way or another. Uh, but it, but it's um, it's kind of like a um, a treaty, if you will. If you want to put into war terms. I mean, a treaty doesn't even really work because it's a treaty in that sense would be like, hey, let's let's have our ground forces stop fighting, but our air forces bloody battle. Okay, sound good? Great. Well, I think at E3, and I don't know if you want to get into this now. We're going to E3 next week. Very excited. But Yay. I think E3 a big talking point of it is going to be cloud gaming on the Saturday preceding E3 Google is going to announce a lot more regarding Google Stadia specifically, um, you know, launch date price point, the games that are going to be launching with it. So I'm excited for that, but Oh yeah. Where it's the 25 down just to play the dang game. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see more. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's just see more. I I'm laughing with you. Believe me, I'm laughing with you, but I, 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 I'm reserving all of my comments until it comes uh, in before it, uh, it it actually gets announced. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I'm not going to put any faith in it, but I guess we'll have to see. So one of the things that I was wondering about regarding Microsoft's Project X Cloud was that we are displaying Project X Cloud in the sense that it's very similar to Stadia that any screen would be able to play any of the Xbox games because you don't need the hardware. You just need to essentially log in. You would remotely access these raids of Xboxes that we have at the home base and you play your games. That's great. Um, my question is, though, in addition to the controller, what is the controller connecting to? When they were showing it off um, inside Xbox and that girl was playing Forza Horizon 4 on the iPhone or the or the Android phone or whatever, um, she was using a Bluetooth Xbox One controller. That's that's normal. That's something you can do. But if you're just, if you're going to be playing the Xbox or the Project X Cloud on your TV, what did your TV? connected to so are we going to have to have like a chromecast dongle 
to be able to receive the Project X Cloud signal. Did, Maybe it's just your phone connected to your TV. But what if I want to use my phone? <laughs> it's the sacrifice you make for being like, it's the same argument you could say of like, okay, you're on your, uh, you're on your phone playing the games. You can't really no. use your phone at the same time as using your phone. No, that's right? not, that's not true. That's not true at all. Because if I am a, if the expectation is I want to use this on, if I want to use this and I can only use this on my phone, then that sacrifice of me not being able to use my phone for other things is acceptable. But if I say I want to play this on my TV, I shouldn't have to use my phone to power it to the TV. That's using two conduits. Like you, it'd be an option, right? If you didn't have anything else. But what is the other? If all you had is your phone, then you're going to use your phone. But that's what I'm saying. That you shouldn't have to use your phone. (laughs) Yeah, more than likely, I'd imagine that there's going to be another option, like an alternative of okay, you can use the the Roku and it'll have an Xbox app or something like that. Okay, so that's what I'm getting at. That there there are conduits out there. Um, I mean, arguably, Microsoft could make an Xbox app that works. So I mean, they have the Xbox app for Android for iOS. And mm. what they could do is through the Xbox app itself with your xCloud subscription, I'm assuming it's a subscription, I don't know. Uh, these are all speculations, mind you, that you would be able to cast to the TV and then you can select the game that you want to play on your phone but then the game itself would display on the TV. So the phone would be more of a remote control. But what is not acceptable to me is that I have to have the phone on and the game is actually playing on my phone and then I have to connect my phone to the TV with an HDMI cable to see it at a bigger screen. That's not what that's not acceptable. So here's the thing though is my curiosity is they don't have support for MF a MFI made for Apple or iOS or something like that. Made for iPhone. Yeah. Oh, okay. They don't have support for that. So no Xbox controller can sync to iOS devices. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's going to be quite a bit of their player base for this thing. So there's gotta be either an update coming or a new controller or something to that effect where they can enable that capability. And that makes a good point because if their whole thing is this will work on mobile, but you have to have Android. I mean, granted Android is huge worldwide, but you know, uh, iPhone users are, you know, not very, not spread very thin at all. They're, they're gargantuan in numbers as well. If they had an Xbox controller that somehow was able to get MFI certification, I think that would be pretty amazing. Uh, that might also be Gen 4, right? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, we, we've been on Gen 3 for a while. And for the average person, you wouldn't even really notice and like, what else would they improve on a Gen 4? Um, USB Type-C. Okay, I'll take that as an answer, yeah. 
what if they made grips like just the norm, like the rubberized grip? Uh, Too much? I, I, yeah, no, I, I think that should be definitely stay as an option. Okay. Um, like I, I get the alert to it. Like I yeah. like the rubber grips, but at the same yeah. time, like I can see people being like, I don't like it. That's true. I mean, I don't even, if I'm being honest, I don't even like use the ones with rubber grips on a daily. I just have them on display. Uh, I mean, USB type C, honestly, was, was the big one, but, um, I don't know. In, in addition to that, I know this is on topic, off topic. Please, I, I need a new leak controller. <laughs> I need a new yeah, one. That's way up on my wish list. Is or let me make it in the, in the design lab. <laughs> oh, design lab, dude. Design oh. lab elite. Holy crap. Take my money. Take take my money. Here. Here. Yeah. I'm trying to give it to I'm you. Trying I'm trying to give you money. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, uh, Design Lab Elite would be the, like, S-tier type thing that they could announce. And E3, like, from time of recording, I mean, we're six days away from knowing. I love my Pixel for a number of reasons. Um, It's not the greatest designed phone, uh, but under the hood... The image quality, the front-facing speakers, cameras are great. Battery life is really good. I love it. I love it. I'm thinking about getting an iPhone, though. Yeah, that'd be awesome to see you over here. I mean, I like, honestly and truly, the thing, if I were to narrow down to like one single thing that ios has over anyone else and it's super annoying that it's exclusive is iMessage. iMessage. yeah i know iMessage is the bomb i hate getting messages from you guys where i send you a text specifically of a photo or not could be could be a string of words and then i get a response quentin has laughed at this (laughs) No, Quentin has liked this. this. I, I don't do this. Well, but. I'm just using you. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Okay. I I, I don't want to single out Chef here. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's it's just one of those things where it's like I want to see what it looks like. I want to see the stickers. I want to see all the things that you guys are just so enamored by. <laughs> and then I want to never use them again. But. No, the the most annoying thing, the one that, so all of that super awesome stuff, it is. The one thing I will say is annoying, though, is if you're in a group chat and somebody posts something funny and then somebody hearts that image. So you have no interaction, right? That right. Person A and person B have both posted a picture and liked a picture respectively. You've had no interaction other than being in the chat, but you will get a message for receiving the image and then another message for so-and-so has liked so-and-so's picture. I hate that. I I I only want to get notified if it relates to me specifically. If it relates to me specifically. For the most part, people who like, are very like uh, they they recognize this fact and so they don't do it. But there's a few people who don't care about that and so they do it. And it is so annoying to get these notifications. So and so has liked an image. So and so has liked an image. I'm like, 
I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that is keeping me with Android, um, I mean, there, there, there are a few. Okay. Um, one of the things that I really like is that now uh, there are two ways I can get my regular SMS and MMS text messages sent to my computer. Um, right. And that is extremely useful. If I had a Mac, I could do it with iOS and, and iMessage, correct. But there ain't no way in hell I'm buying a Mac just to get text messages on my computer. Amen to that. So there's that. The other thing that I really like about uh, the Android ecosystem, or at least how it's laid out, there are widgets on the home screen. So if I want to look or interact with something, specifically my calendar, I can actually scroll through my calendar on the home screen without actually opening up the calendar application. And I use that very, very often. Um, There's even a Starbucks app that it's the the widget allows me to interact with the Starbucks app without having to open up the Starbucks app. I mean, I know these are very, like very small, mundane. I could probably get over it. What does the Starbucks app widget do? I don't know exactly, but I'm saying it, I could <laughs> use it. Okay, no, that's that's not an argument, though. Okay, so then an argument, the here's of, an argument that I use, then. I have three, count them, three different widgets for music. SoundCloud, Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I, at a push of a button, can go from podcasting... John remains stoic. ...to music. Unmoving and unspeaking is... And I, I don't have to open up anything. It's just right there on my home screen. And it's so nice and easy and one click of a button away. Sports scores. I can scroll through sports scores of my uh, of the uh, companies, of the teams that I follow. So, okay. okay, you can't do that with iOS right now. And I know uh, you and the I... music you can. I can, on my home screen... Without having to swipe up or swipe around. Well, I mean, like, okay, so you're on the lock screen, right? You just uh, swipe to the left and you'd have your widgets. And there's a widget for music. There's a widget for podcasts. I'm sure there's a widget for Spotify, but I don't have that app, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. All right. So it's on. So basically all the widgets are subjugated to the lock screen. Uh, well, uh. you can get them as well, like on the home screen like i don't use them personally but that's just because i like it's not a big deal to me so i can put these widgets in the home screen you're saying i've never seen them in the home screen um when you say home screen you refer to like where you see the springboard like all the apps so without having to swipe up and look at all my apps in alphabetical order i have a home screen a desktop which has all the shortcuts to those apps, respectively. Okay, okay. so you, I have yeah, different this, folders. This is an Android versus iOS kind of difference here that yeah. we have to we have to talk about, which is on iPhone you have your lock screen, okay, and you're on the lock screen, so you can swipe over to the left from the lock screen, get to your widgets, or if you've dismissed the lock screen, you're on the springboard, which is where all your apps reside. The home screen. You can swipe again to the left. Who calls it a springboard? That's the like official name. If I remember correctly. Really? Yeah. I've never heard an Apple person call it a springboard. I've always heard it called the home screen. 
Google it. It's the springboard. That's what they call it internally. Well, don't I feel cool? Talk about your springboard then. So your, your springboard, springboard has all your apps and right. folders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you swipe left again and you get to the same set of widgets. Right. So it's not on the springboard. No, the springboard's where all your apps are. Right. So, again, that's something I would have to get used to because I like the ability to unlock my phone either with facial recognition or fingerprint ID, unlock my phone, and boom, there they are. I don't have to swipe to the left, swipe to the right. They're just right there. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's Again, like it's it's just it's just one of those things like you've gotten used to your workflow and I've gotten used to my workflow. And right. whatever you say, I'm going to counter with something. And whatever I say, you're going to counter with something because we're not used to each other's workflow. I've used iPhones for years. I, I've, I've uh, bef- um, b- before when I had an iPhone 4S, an iPhone 5, and an iPhone 6. So I know iOS. Um, I don't know. Did I- you have an iPhone? Um, for work. Oh. When I worked at uh, when I worked at Verizon, and then after that, uh, for Lazy Tech guys, I had an iPhone for testing out uh, different applications and testing out different hardware uh, for the website. I had an iPhone. Okay. So I'm not coming into this blind like I just think when what I what I've seen on Reddit in memes, then iPhones crap. I know iPhones great. I just going to the. Uh, original point when it comes to workflow getting used to certain things i understand why people say i can't get used to this in windows 10 and our initial response is well you will you just have to give it time it's the same thing i don't like what you're telling me that i have to switch over to the widgets on the left side of the lock screen or the left side (laughs) of the springboard i know i will get used to it in time i just my initial response is ugh so, but I think the last thing that is keeping me on Android and specifically the pixels is the fact that when I upload photos to Google Photos, I get unlimited storage at the original resolution and original quality, which means even if I took photos in RAW, they would be uploaded in RAW. And if I go to iPhone, I would still get unlimited, but I would only get uploads of very good quality to the naked eye. I don't think you would notice the difference. And honestly, I probably wouldn't notice either. But I'm just one of those elitists that like to say I can do this and it doesn't cost me any money. And I don't want to have to spend money for cloud services like I used to. Because I found a solution that lets me do it absolutely for free. Right, but it also ties you down. Like the the counterpoint to that is like you are locked in. Like whether you like it or not, you are one hundred percent locked in with uh, their cloud their their phone because it only is available to you because you have that phone. And so it's 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 a really cool it's a it's a really cool ball and chain. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's still very much like locked in. I mean, I'm not saying like yeah, Apple doesn't do this either. Every, everybody would do that. And it's smart to do it because it locks you into the service. I mean, it's it's like one of those things that's it's it's terrible, but also it's smart. It's business, right? Yeah. Um but it's still 
holding you back, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because it's only allowing you to do certain things because it's like, oh, well, you'll lose the cool stuff if you go away. You know, aren't you aren't you feeling that FOMO right now? What if what if you left? Then you'd have mad FOMO, wouldn't you? It, it, it wouldn't be good, would it? You know, it's interesting because I had uh, the illusion of FOMO in the early days between Android and iOS because all the cool apps are coming out on iOS. And only the clones and wannabes were coming out on Android. Um, Instagram is a great example. Instagram was on iOS, and then Android didn't get it until about a year, year and a half later. But in that in that uh, year time frame, there were like two or three apps that came out on Android, and pretty much all the comments were, this is fun, but I wish it was Instagram. And and now we finally have Instagram, and it's like I'm over the FOMO. Like I'm I'm, or at least I'm I'm, I'm trying to be. You know, like I I'm just it's not fear of missing out. It's it's I'm just trying to be pragmatic with the with my with my personal data, specifically my photos. Because uh, a lot of the other things that I have that I can upload and download remotely, I can get on any operating system, even Linux, which is great. But that photo backup, I don't know how many gigabytes or possibly how many terabytes of photos that I've backed up. And I, I bet it's less than you think, though. You, I think your issue, I think, would be just removing, like, separating work from. Uh, personal and you'd have a lot more storage I feel like your work stuff takes up a lot of your storage because you have that terabyte online of OneDrive well I have like 300 gigabytes left right but you're burning through with mostly work stuff and if you were to have a different account or something if you were to find a way where you could have that other account that would open up your options significantly right well unfortunately then that goes back into the whole thing where I, I, I'm trying to keep the cost down. And to create the other account, I would have to have a, another subscription because I don't have any more seats available in my 365 home subscriptions left. All of my seats are taken up by family members and friends that are either paying me or I'm giving it to them out of the kindness of my heart. So I would have to go out and buy another subscription. And granted, we get a discount toward that, and that's great and all. But that would just be something that I would have to have to manage. And again, it's workflow, right? Then I have to be conscious and aware of, okay, I'm done with these photos. They're work related. Now let me point them to the cloud. Oh, wait, which cloud do I want to point them to? And I just, I, I know I could probably get used to it. And two years down the line, I'm like, oh, this is the best system I've ever come up with. But right now, like, it's just one point of entry, which I realized might be a big failing point. But it is just one thing I have to worry about, one thing to deal with. Yeah, I can see it's a, it's a big problem to deal with. It's just, I mean, your best bet is to, if you're going to make that workflow change, do it when you're not busy. Do it when it's not crunch time. Quentin, when are we never not busy at work? Relative. Relatively not busy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, 
I don't foresee myself getting a new phone for, I don't know, another six months anyways. And uh, if I'm being honest, some of the other hardware, Android hardware that's coming out is looking quite spicy. So I'm kind of excited for that. And hey, maybe the next Pixel 4 does something where I'm like, nope, I'm sticking with it. And everything I was complaining about back in June, I don't care. I'm, I just love it. Or maybe maybe it, it will be another Pixel 2 where it comes out and like, ah, it's nice. It's not great, but it's nice. Then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go to iOS. Who knows? You definitely tried. So a couple of weeks ago, you had mentioned how you are going back into listening to podcasts. Is that still happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, finished like two episodes during the weekend, during the week, excuse me. So um, I want to apologize because I feel like that was the topic of the podcast and then I shifted it to, I don't like being alone with my thoughts. <laughs> so let's go back to the topic, <laughs> which is the podcast. What, 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 um, what, what made you want to listen to podcasts again? And, and what podcasts that, um, do you, do you listen to? Uh, mainly hello internet along with major Nelson radio because you never guess, but I'm a big Xbox nerd, but <laughs> those, um, for those who don't know, uh, major Nelson is like the spokesperson of, of, uh, of Xbox. So yeah, that's all. Hey, he's a cool cat. Cool guy. The point. Cool guy. <laughs> yeah. And no, it just, I, I, I go I go in these shifts of like switching between lots and lots of music and then lots and lots of podcasts and I I've just shifted again okay. and I'll be here for a while and probably shift again and again and again I don't know it's just something I've noticed about myself is I I constantly will do that switch do you like to listen to the podcasts passively or do you like to listen to them and really soak in the conversation i mean i pay attention if that's what you're asking yeah i mean do you want to walk away feeling like oh i learned something or is it more like you you enjoy the podcast to hear just topics and people's opinions on said topics and then move on no i i i genuinely listen to them and like it's like uh two friends are having a conversation i'm just a silent participant like i'm just i'm listening and i want i want the information i want to know what they said it's not like i'm gonna finish and somebody's gonna say okay what did they say and i'm gonna be like "Uh." okay i guess i guess what i'm getting at is um you have two kinds of podcasts that that you're listening to uh, one which is kind of a roundtable regarding Xbox and what they're allowed to talk about, um, uh, whether it be directly affecting Xbox or its um, its partners. And um, then the other one is a podcast very similar to this, uh, the uh, Two Dudes Talking format, where um, some of the topics have no point and some of the topics are really just them ranting about um you know uh different things that you can or cannot relate about i guess what i'm asking is would you at all be interested in adding other podcasts where they're more educational 
or you or just Jeremiah. you don't really feel like you want to learn new things at this moment in time? Uh, <laughs> I always I, I I would definitely be very careful not to answer that wrong. I do like learning. Aha, do I tricked any... you. You only said light learning. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you not say love? <laughs> I'm enamored by learning. I want my thoughts to be bigger than they were yesterday. I don't know. I I feel like I just can't pay that much attention while listening to a podcast. I I feel like I can definitely pay attention enough, right? But I feel like that's a a different level. Do you not want to be that guy that says, so I heard this in a podcast, blah, 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 blah. I I, I feel like I wouldn't just like give them the source is all <laughs> like it just wouldn't be like oh well I, I learned this in a podcast how about i just learn this like as long as the source is credible mm-hmm. like i feel like unless they ask i'm not gonna offer that information saying like i learned this from blank feels very pretentious whether it's a podcast or not really i feel like you i feel like you saying like i learned this from blank is very like, well, I, I learned this from somewhere super cool. You're not as cool as me and my source. See, I feel like if it were a topic that were prescient to our conversation, and I, uh, let's say, just say, for example, we were talking about animals in space for whatever reason, I would say, well, actually, did you know that the first animals that shot up in the space were actually fruit flies? Yeah, I, I learned that on the podcast that's on the How Stuff Works channel. It's pretty cool. You should listen to it. Like, it wouldn't be like I listened to it before you did. So, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Like, it's me, like, uh, recommending a podcast. Like, if it, you know, if I felt like it was something that I think that you would enjoy, it's, I'm not trying to be your overlord of information and just telling you where i found it from it still to me sounds very pretentious okay so then i'm just the smartest person in the world and it doesn't matter where i got the information from that seems pretentious to me like i'm 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 not i'm crediting where i got the info so you can go and look at it yourself i'm not saying i know this and you just have to take my word for it yeah (laughs) <laughs> i love that response <laughs> it just it still sounds pretentious to me it still sounds very like well my sources are the best like next you're gonna be like well i listen to npr but it's it's it just sounds like i'm better than you like i'm better than you because i i do this that and the other it is a very hipstery uh millennial thing to say so I heard this in a podcast once. It's it's almost the equivalent like when we were growing up, like, um, you know, I read this in PC magazine, uh, a PC gamer magazine once, blah, 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 blah. And so it's like I have a subscription to PC gamer magazine. You don't. I mean, I, I if I had to sway to your side, I can see where yeah, it's you, a flex. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's a flex, but podcasts are free, so, <laughs> so there's no flexing. Well, it, it, no, it's a flex. It's not a flex where like you, you talk about, you know, oh, well, I subscribe to this and I pay this money to get this information. It's more I, I, I take the time to learn. You don't take the time to learn. OK, but what if it's I feel like you 
are the type of person that would enjoy a, a different podcast or enjoy the content of a website. Do I not tell you where I got it from? I guess it would depend on the person. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Cause I'm, right, what, Tony, I'm, what I'm trying to do and I'm failing <laughs> is trying to see if you would be willing to be recommended different shows whether it be from our I mean, listeners or from me hit, or whatever. Hit me up in like a month. I've got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I'm really behind. So when you finally catch up to all your podcasts, do you think you'll stick with the two or would you want to broaden your horizon? As long as I don't just go straight back to music again, then I feel like maybe I'd, I'd add another one. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll bite, Tony. I'll bite. What would you recommend? Well, if I had to recommend one, it, uh, it would be Stuff You Should Know, the, the podcast from the How Stuff Works Network on uh, iHeartRadio, which you can get through um, iTunes as well, too, or Apple Podcasts, I guess. But yeah, really good topics, like 30 to 40 minutes long. And it's great for driving, because then you get to your next location, you talk to someone's like, hey... You know, I know all about crystals now. Would you like to talk about crystals with me? <laughs> so, yeah. And that's a recommendation to all of you guys out there, too. If you want to uh, have another podcast in addition to ours, uh, stuff you should know. I do recommend it. Just don't not listen to ours, right? Right. Though? Please listen to ours first. Yes, yeah. Remember ours. Remember and ours. Then, like, if you have time. If you have time. Only if you have time. Should you add the stuff you should know? Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, Quentin, how can people find you digitally? On Instagram and Xbox at Firewall. And find me at those places as well, too, under Lazy Tech Tony. You can find both of us uh, streaming on Mixer, mixer.com slash Firewall or Lazy Tech Tony. Uh, you can find both of us. Hey, here's a new development. We have an Instagram page, Instagram.com slash still recording podcast. And uh, you can subscribe there and uh, tell your friends. And um, all the other links will be in the show notes below. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye, guys.